What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies, and this is a special, special episode <laughs> that I can tell. It, you could hear it in his voice. I, I almost... I, I almost had to muzzle him. He's so excited to talk. I got to calm him down. Rob is, he's been chomping at the bit to talk about a 1993. I'm telling you there, there's good, better, best. There's great movies. There's classic movies. And then there's things that you don't know what the hell to say, but we're going to try to anyway. And that is, Super Mario Bros. from 1993, which starred Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper, who threw a fit on the set of this movie. I I thought I remembered how bad this movie was. We talked about that a little bit as a teaser at the end of our, our Mandalorian review for, for what was coming. Nothing could have prepared me for what I actually watched in this movie. Comedy, horror, pedophile vibes, <laughs> all in one. It is, it's a potpourri, really, this movie. <laughs> yeah, so normally when we watch terrible movies here at MGTTM, it's Matt's idea to make me do this because sometimes... Well, sometimes Matt is a bad friend. Now, this time it was legitimately my idea that Matt immediately greenlit instead of talking me out of it, because sometimes Matt is a bad friend. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> friends don't let friends watch the Mario Brothers movie. Um, all right. So for some context, the list that, that we were able to locate of all of the live action films that are adapted from video games, the the. This is regarded as the first ever. Nobody had ever done this before. And it almost completely sunk the whole concept uh, from there because it was it was a box office bomb. It didn't you know, it didn't even make its budget back at the box office. It, it wasn't really regarded very well. This was clearly made by people who have never played the game or any games or watched any other movies or had any previous previous experience with the human concept of fun. This is a joyless movie. There are multiple times where you can tell that there's supposed to be a joke in here somewhere. Like you can kind of, you can kind of feel like, okay, I, I know how a joke setup is supposed to work and it feels like this is where they're trying to insert it. And yet there's, there's never like, you can see the structure of it. And then there, but there's no payoff. There's nothing funny that actually happens. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's undescribable to anyone who's never seen it. So for, for you, the listener that you downloaded this, you've always been curious about it because this movie always pops up on lists of the worst movies of all time. Perhaps you're choosing to listen to this review instead of watching it. Uh, well, first of all, you made the right choice. I made a bad choice in, in sitting down and watching this. Um, this movie is not even available to stream, rent, or buy. Like you cannot find this thing. The people who made this have just buried it as deeply as they can and just pray 
that we all forgot that it existed. It's you can't even buy this movie digitally. You can't rent it. Like I almost had to drive to my parents' house to see if they still had an old VHS copy of it just to be able to watch <laughs> it for the purposes of this review. Yeah, I, I mean, this thing is it's almost legendary if you look and read anything about who was involved with this movie. I, I mean, these are act, like these are actual quotes from articles. Hoskins said the worst thing I've ever done is Super Mario Bros. It was an effing nightmare. It has a husband and wife team whose arrogance was mistaken for talent. Their old their own agent told them to get the F off the set. They're effing idiots. I was supposed to be shooting for five weeks and I had to shoot for 17 because it was such a disaster. That's one person. It it goes on and on. The two main actors admitted to being drunk every day of shooting because that's the only way that they could get through it. This thing is legendary now. A lot of decisions have to be made in order to make a movie. Super Mario Brothers is what happens when every single one of them is made wrong. Every decision you could make, make it the wrong way. What comes out is this. And you got to think of all of the, you know, probably at this point, millions of feature films that have been made worldwide. At some point, like the odds will line up that one of those movies will have every creative decision made wrong. And this is the one. Like, this is it. This is this is where all of those terrible things just coalesced into one big, giant, terrible thing. Yeah. One one other quote that I that I love was (laughs) this was from uh, (laughs) Jesus. This was from uh, (laughs) I can't even say it because it's so freaking funny. Oh, my God. Um, So. uh, um. During one of the um, interviews, um, uh, Hopper said, my six-year-old son said, why did you play the terrible guy King Koopa in Super Mario Brothers? My answer was, well, Henry, I did that so you could have shoes. He said to me, Dad, I don't need shoes that badly. That's a sick burn. That's, That's a legitimate quote. And a legitimate question from a six-year-old to his father, who knew at six years old that he would have rather had blisters and walked barefoot <laughs> than have than, than have his dad in this movie. But you know, let's we can talk about that for days on end, but. I mean, the plot of this movie and I've I've read the director, him and his wife, I've read their explanation that they thought somehow that doing a movie like this would bring parents off of their video games or bad ban um, and, and get parents interested in video games that was their thought which makes them sound even dumber and i i hate talking like this i i i don't really love to criticize somebody in this fashion but 
I don't understand some of the things that you've done in this movie would make you think that parents would then think video games are better. You have old ladies robbing people. You have a guy running a place as a dictatorship and, you know, making people stupid and turning them into creatures and creepily, creepily kidnapping women and forcing himself on date. Like, I don't understand how the plot of this movie and the actions that characters take would ever make them think that parents would go, oh yeah, video games aren't that bad. God, you mentioned that old lady scene. Like, why is the old lady mugging them a scene? It's it's terrible. Like, everything about it is just absolutely awful. You know, give it up to John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins because you look at this. They tried. They legitimately tried. And they were drunk the whole time. And you can just tell they tried and i find myself feeling terrible for on their behalf or something that happened 30 years ago they actually have some pretty good chemistry and maybe it's maybe it's all the maybe it's all the booze but (laughs) yeah they they do have some pretty good chemistry like they work well together i wish i could have seen them together in a good movie yeah and you know the funny thing is is if you don't slap the Mario brothers title on this. There's some aspects of this that you might've been able to turn into kind of like a cool, cheesy B movie dystopian future kind of movie. Um, But when you, when you put the Mario brothers title on this and you have to think this is what they interpreted Mario brothers as it's really hard to like, break like break those ideas apart but there are some things here that you're like there's there you could do something with this but you you can't slap the mario title on it and and even without you know that if they had just made this something else i read somewhere that one of their inspirations was ghostbusters and and some of the campiness and weirdness of that like okay you can kind of see that inspiration you could kind of see where that could have been something and if I'm going to pay this movie another compliment outside of, of Hoskins and Leguizamo, there's actually some cool production design here with some of the overall aesthetic of the, the world, like the design of the world, right. the design of like the cop cars and things like that. Some of that is actually kind of cool. And it's a shame that it's wasted because there's I think I've run out of good things to say about this. But but, but to your point, you could kind of see where some of the frame of this might've been able to to be developed into something that we would have enjoyed. Yeah, I, I really do. I really do think that, but you know, again, cause it's the immediate, you know, story from this movie you know, the meteor, there's a meteorite that hits Earth 65 million years ago. And okay, instead of it killing everything, it causes the universe to split into parallel dimensions. Okay, we've seen that. We've read comic books. It's, you know, there's parallel dimensions, there's multiverses now. Okay, this movie was a little ahead of its time. You know, hey, they. They had a multi Spider-Man. We get two Brooklyn's. Yeah. You know, they had a multiverse before it was the cool thing to do. (laughs) Like, 
all right, fine. Dinosaurs evolving into humans. Like, okay, I mean, we evolved from eight. You know what I mean? Like, okay, there's there's things there. Um, but it, it's just, again, when you sit there and you watch what actually happens in this movie, everybody else outside and, and maybe everybody else decided they, they weren't going to drink. Um, but there's no other really good performances in this movie. And even the things that happen in this movie, they just don't make sense. One of that, you know, one of them is the, the de evolution machine that Koopa has. Um, why doesn't he just use it on everybody? He wants to control them anyway. So what's the point for humans in the first place? Why, when he turns his two goons into smart people, why do they still act like idiots? They're smart for 13 seconds and then they can't drive a car straight and get stuck into mud like they're supposed to be advanced geniuses when he puts them in the machine and they're still bumbling idiots. It just basically makes their vocabulary go up by like a couple reading levels for about 30 seconds. And then they go back Sir. to being super lame and annoying. Yeah. It, it, it's weird because it doesn't, again, it doesn't follow. It, it, it doesn't follow its own structure. Um, and, and nobody, nobody looks like they're having a good time in this movie at, at all again, except for Mario and Luigi, because again, Hey, we're drunk. Like yeah. what? And, and again, like I realize 1993 different time, everything like that, but it's not like you could hide that. Like that just goes to show how, in trouble this production was that your two lead actors again i'm sure you can't hide that you probably reek like alcohol you're probably just doing it in between takes is what they said and nothing can be done about it or nothing is done about it the studio doesn't care the directors can't do anything about it like it's just it's it's wild it just this whole thing just Okay, so they do the parallel universe and somehow human figures evolve from dinosaurs and reptiles instead of primates. And like, I, I don't know, I, I've I've definitely watched or read weirder stuff than this, but he just he keep Koopa keeps showing all this disdain for mammals and humans. And like, he's literally the same. Like, it's just to me, I don't find it plausible that like a humanoid figure evolved from dinosaurs and they all speak English and form cities with cars and police and lawyers that all work like a modern New York. The whole premise is just stupid. Like try to explain the ideas of this movie to anybody with, with two brain cells to rub together and they'll recognize that this was doomed for failure from, from the word go. Yeah. And just, you know, you, you sit there and you have Iggy and, Sp you know, you have Iggy Spike, you have Yoshi. Oh God, those guys are, they're, they're the most annoying henches in the entire world. Like everything they do annoys me. The, I will say the one thing though, one thing, 
there's a, there's actually one line that made me smile on this movie. I never laughed once, not never laughed once. I the one line that made me actually smile a little bit was when the two of them were talking and they were saying, he's not going to kill us. He's not that nice. That was actually funny. I kind of laughed. I, I did laugh too. A li- like I, I didn't laugh cause it was funny. Again, I laughed because it was so stupid when Mario and Luigi are getting booked and the red dots on their head to take a picture. Like I just laugh because I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like I just, again, I, I had remembered this movie, but I just kept going. So it can't get dumber, right? Dumber than their last name is Mario. Yeah. Like, so how many Mario's are there? There there's three. There's Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. Will the guys get in some kind of heel fetish rubbed into his shoulder? Like, there, there's two prostitutes in the police station it, give, giving this guy a shoulder massage with their heels on. That's a that's a real scene, people. If you've never seen this movie, and if you've there, never seen this women, movie, I'm envious of you. Yeah, there's two women in the police station massaging a guy with their heels on their feet while he's eight feet up on, you know, the version of the office stole quad desk from the super Mario brothers movie in 1993. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. It constantly sits there and says, Oh, you haven't seen stupid. Like just (laughs) hold on. Like just don't, don't get excited yet. Cause boy, we've got, something else to show you like but wait there's more you think that's the dumbest thing you've ever seen hold my fire flower right exactly oh 30 seconds later and again like just some of the decisions in dialogue and the weirdness especially when koopa like i'll i'll wait for the daisy part but when koopa goes to visit mario and luigi in jail and he poses as a lawyer it takes him seven seconds to lose his goddamn mind and attack them like you couldn't play it cooler they obviously legitimately don't know what the hell you're talking about and he loses his mind and it's not because he's evolved from a dinosaur and he still has that instinct he probably just really lost his goddamn mind on set and attacked him. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm being asked to do. Oh God, you guys are coming with me. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And then when he, you know, he he meets Daisy. Why does he call her a little girl? Like, he the line literally is like. You know what they say about little girls, don't you? Yeah, they always remember their first kiss with a lizard. Like, what the hell is that? What, like, why is that choice of dialogue? Like, she's not a little girl, number one. Number two, even in 1993, it's creepy as hell to use that. It, it, It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And it's just, it's bad. It doesn't make sense. It's offensive to the audience. And I don't get offended easily. No, I I don't. I'm, I'm not a person who's like, oh my, you know, oh my God, how could you say that? 
but it when it doesn't work in any context or like when it when it feels like that line is in there because like that line the way it's used makes it seem like the director himself is some weird creep who hits on little girls like it's oh, so, so it does feel like somebody else is living out a creepy fantasy that's that should not be permissible. Um, it, there's a little bit later on we get this mud bath scene that's also terrible. There's so much stupidity in this. First of all, why did why does she have a snake? Like Lena, why why is she holding a snake in that scene? Just it's, yeah. it's almost like somebody in the prop department was like, here, take this with you. You might need it. I don't know. Just do something with it. Like it's terrible. And and then we have the line, do you know what I love about mud? So Koopa says this. It's clean and it's dirty at the same time. Wait, yeah. is that supposed to be deep? Is that so, what does that even mean? It's it's so dumb. And then we get the moron henches that just kind of walk into the mud in their expensive suits instead of just like standing on the stairs and talking. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, that's again, it it seems like somebody's living out a weird fetish like why yeah why is there a mud bath what why why is there a mud bath why why did all of the girls unless i miss this the girls that are being kidnapped the um the one friend that they went on the double date with that's not what she's wearing on the date if i remember correctly I, like, uh, I think she was kidnapped right as she got home, I think. Right, but I'm 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 almost positive that's not the outfit she's wearing when she got kidnapped. Because all the girls look like, like they just got back from the club, too. Yeah, they, yeah, they all look like they got back from the like. It's just. Oh, man, <laughs> you know, the one thing just, I'll say is that at least this version of a Mario Brothers movie doesn't have a scene where Bowser just sings the word peaches 872 straight times. <laughs> it's at least got that going for it. And I mentioned it's on. So we did review the the new animated version of it, and I acknowledge that I'm probably on an island for this, but I'm not a fan of that. That bit just. So I guess the one one other nice thing I'll say about this movie is it doesn't have that. You know what else this movie didn't do, Matt? They didn't make a Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game like Street Fighter did. So I appreciate that about it, that they didn't do that. That's true. They did not. Um, Making a terrible game about a terrible movie, about an actually good game. About an actually good game. You know, one of the other things, too, with... When, you know, you find out, okay, 65 million years ago, the the meteor hits and everything, they just, they also don't explain very well. And who knows? I, I mean, I don't know why I'm even asking for this, but so how did we actually discover this? Yeah. Like, how did anybody discover the parallel universe evolving from dinosaurs? How did Daisy end up in actual Brooklyn? Um, yeah, the, the mom kind of like dumps her and then just pieces out and, and never to be seen again. Never even really mentioned again, I don't think. Uh, and, and, and not for nothing, don't forget, she she's hatched out of an egg. And the nuns never like, mentioned it to her. Like, hey, when you're old enough, we need to make sure you understand, like, you right. came from an egg. 
Like you should know this. And it's, they act like it's like that scene. They're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Babies come from eggs all the time, but there's, there's no mention that the people that live in the earth dimension know anything about it. So why are they so goddamn cool that there's a dino egg that hatches a human baby? I mean, that's not how your boys were born. I mean, I, I, that's what I was told happened with my kids. Maybe, maybe I blacked out and it was, but <laughs> I, mean, I was there for two thirds of it. Like, I, I feel like I would have remembered if I saw them actually hatch out of an egg. Maybe that's what happened when I went to the vending machine. Yep. Like, I, yeah. I just, yeah. But the fact that they're just like the cool old to, switcheroo yeah. and they're not calling like, I don't know, a doctor or something like that to come in and just be like, what is going on here? And they run tests and be like, oh, by the way, she's got reptile DNA in her. Right. Like, and again, you know, I, I just, the whole. Uh, All right. So to be, to be fair to this movie for just a moment, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to try. So I had posted something on social media recently. And the caption was, you know, kids getting their video game turned into a movie. Get this. And it was a picture of like the animated version of Pikachu and uh, and the the screen capture from Detective Pikachu, which was a lot of fun. It's a great movie. And then below that, it says kids in my day got this. And it's the animated Goomba and then the Goomba from this movie. And it was funny that I had seen that, you know, how like Facebook like listens in on you and like it, they show you stuff based on what you're talking about. They had to have been listening in to like us talking about doing this and it popped up. And one of my best friends from college, BJ, uh, made the comment that he will always defend the 93 movie because basically just summarizing, you know, they were tasked with coming up with a plot that fits something with massive appeal, but practically zero in the way of actual story depth. So, you know, basically he's making the point that... um, when, when your your lore is based on your princesses in another castle, there's not really a lot to draw from. Like, what story do you really pull out of? At that point, we would have had Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, 3 in World, I think, plus the, you know, the Japanese mm-hmm. Lost Levels. So, uh, in fairness to a... If you, if you want to try to have any redeeming grace with this movie... It was clearly never set up for success. Nobody had ever adapted a video game to a movie. Video games were not a dominant part of pop culture the way they they certainly are today, indisputably are today. I mean, this is 93. The Nintendo Entertainment System came out in 85, I think. So you're talking like seven years that Mario's been on the landscape um, as, as a major pop culture icon. You know, the hobby of video gaming isn't where it is today. So they did this studio put all of their best resources in this basket? Probably not. So, uh, you know, again, my, my, my friend BJ is like, you know, he, he acknowledges that it's not fine cinema, but you know, his quote is, but how the hell else do you get the story of two Italian plumber brothers fighting weird lizard turtle goblins to stick in any realistic way? And it was a great quote. So I wanted to incorporate it. And, you know, I, I think, you know, official MGTTM network policy has always been, listen, you can like whatever you want to like, please do. Like if, if there's something, if there's, there's a piece of entertainment that brings you joy, then like, we're happy for you. Like you found something that you enjoy and and you're into, like, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm not into Harry Potter, never really was. And, but like, you know, Hey, if you're into it, like 
more power to you. I'm glad you like it. You know, I'm, I'm not really into like vampire stuff, but if you like Twilight, you know, I, I think it's kind of weird. But hey, I'm, I'm happy for you that that thing brings you joy. And if watching this movie and what's weird is some of the research I was doing into this, this film has actually kind of developed a little bit of a cult following to it, which seems strange to me because like, what are you there for? Like just the campiness, the goop, the weirdness, like, is, is this one of those ones where like you drop acid and watch this movie? Like, is it better that way? Like, I don't, I wouldn't know. And it's, you know, look, if you're into it, I'm happy for you, but I find almost nothing redeeming about anything that I've seen. Right. And that's, you know, I was going to bring up that point where this has started, not started, but this has developed one of those cult status, you know, achievements with fans and everything like that. And again, far be it for me to say, well, anybody who likes this movie is wrong because there are certainly movies that I like and I just get weird enjoyment out of that. It's like, how do you watch that? Um, you know, Rob, when, you know, COVID was like running at its peak and I'm sitting here going, oh, Rob, I'm watching Velocipaster <laughs> tonight. I'm, yeah, you know, I went I, through a whole string of watching some of the worst movies possible. And I was really concerned for your mental health. I was like, dude, yeah, what are you doing to yourself? I was just I literally was on Tubi finding a movie and then going, <laughs> OK, well, this is crap. So when I scroll down and it says people also watch this or similar to I'm like, well, all of these are in the same vein. So here's my marathon. Um, yeah. Cause I think <laughs> if you watch Velocipaster, it also tells you to watch the Jurassic dead. Yes. Yep. Um, it does. <laughs> so, you know, again, far be it for me, but like, you know, this is one of those bad movies that, it doesn't have anything from my perspective, like in, in my opinion, this is not one of those, Oh my God, so bad. It's good because there's just so many funny things about it. This is one of those. It's bad. And certain aspects and choices of this are just disturbing. And, and again, I, I I'm not like offended or anything like that. So it's like, not the reason why I'm like, Oh, I, I wouldn't watch this again. It's not that I'm offended. It's just nothing about this movie brings me any kind of like joy, so to speak. This movie needs a version of the warning screen they use on South Park, something along the lines of due to its content, it should not be viewed by anyone. It's yeah, there's it's hard for me to think about what it is. Like I mentioned that you would really get out of viewing this. Like Matt, we've talked about it a lot with something like Batman and Robin widely regarded as a terrible movie. Because it is everybody associated mm -hmm. with that movie says this was a terrible movie. And yet, like you can you can be there and get a chuckle out of some of the freeze puns, like just some of just the, the so bad it's good moments. This movie is not in that vein where it's so bad it's good. It's just actually bad. Yeah, because there's nothing again, like you said, oh, freeze puns like Batman, Batman and Robin. There's quotable stuff in there. Um, there's nothing quotable about this movie. Yeah. R realistically. Uh, I, I do know back in the day and it's like, wow, like I, I just look at it now and I'm like, I, I can't see it. So, you know, back in the day, there were people that, you know, when they reviewed this movie and th these are critics that were like, 
oh, they praise the special effects, but the story is all over the place. And I'm like, you look at something like this and you look at something like a Jurassic Park or and it's like, what are you praising right here? Like, what are we praising about the special effects? The opening eight bit Sega Genesis or whatever, like dinosaur screen like what what are we actually praising about the graphics in this when they first go through the portal like i just look back at this and go how because there's things in 1993 that look a million times better than this yeah because didn't i think jurassic park did come out the same year did it not or somewhere around here yeah like right yeah so i i just I don't understand. Like, this is one of those things. And again, like to, to each their own, but I just go, what is there to praise? Yeah. 1993 Jurassic Park. Like, and that still holds up. Like I defy anybody to watch the original one and tell me those special effects largely don't still hold up. They do. They're, they're quite good. Yeah. So I, I just, it's one of those things where, yeah, I go, what, what is there to praise about the special effects in this movie? So you can't to, again, just in my opinion, you cannot go and use that. Like, like you can't go, well, at least it looks great when you watch it. Like, I think a part of that praise might come from the fact that the, that critics and, and audiences would have seen things in terms of special effects that hadn't been done before. There there's actually, a couple of different special effects techniques that were, I don't know if I would say pioneered in this film, but just were popularized by the, by this movie. There, there's some, some digital effects that had never been done before. So, you know, at a time, so, you know, think about like when avatar first launched in theaters and really brought 3d back. And then all of a sudden everybody had to watch movies in 3d. And then I think that's pretty much gone. I mean, is, it, is there still 3d movies anymore? I, I don't know if people still really like do that much, except for maybe the, the, the other avatar film. I think that was definitely. In 3D. Uh, yeah. Three uh, avatar way. Of the water was in 3d, which looked fantastic. Yeah. But outside um, of that, the new Transformers movies coming out in 3D. I see. I might actually watch that in 3D. That might actually be worth it. But there's it's it's not as common, I think, as what it was at one time. And, you know, to, and I think Avatar really pioneered that. And I think, you know, because people hadn't really seen 3D in movie theaters in a really, really long time. And yeah. it was that appeal of something different, something unique. And and obviously, yes, we know by today's standards, 30 years later, these special effects do not hold up. But at the time would have probably seemed groundbreaking, would have probably seemed really unique and like something that nobody had ever seen before. So I guess trying to play defense attorney for this movie, you know, I, my client is clearly guilty, but I'm just trying to get him off with the lightest sentence possible. Right, exactly. Um, you know, what's funny is this actually, boy, 1993, you look back and I, I, you know, looking through some of these things, uh, demolition man. Oh, wow. 1993 Jurassic park. Like we just talked about, you have the now see, this is one of the opposite. This is one of the opposites. Robocop three. Hmm which I laugh hysterically at RoboCop three. I, I think it's a terrible movie, but I laugh. But in, in terms of a, you, you had turtles three, Ooh. which was a joke, yeah, that was a but problem. again, 
I can laugh at that one. Yeah, I do too. No problem. But you have this, the Mario Bros. movie, and maybe what some consider, and I have it up there, one of the best ad one of the best stories about a hugely popular character that's well known across the world. Batman Mask of the Phantasm came out in 1993. Ooh, yeah, that's that's long regarded as a great, great piece of uh, Batman lore. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's you get this. But again, at the same time, I mean, it, it seems like that happens sometimes because we got Catwoman in. Just a year later, we got Batman Begins. <laughs> like a, a year after the monstrosity that was Catwoman, we were, you know, we got Batman Begins. So I guess it just happens like that. <laughs> but I, I mean, again, I, I just. And then there, there's nothing. The funny thing, too, with this movie um like one of my my real final thoughts on this is, is why I'm just like there's no redeeming qualities, you know. There there's no quotable lines. There's but realistically, it feels like nothing happens in this movie at all. It's just mindless scenes punched together. Okay, yeah, you know, Coop is trying to merge the worlds together. He hates humanoids. Um, but it, it just feels like nothing ever happens. I think what, what maybe is, a, that's a symptom of, of the fact that this movie is supposedly pretty heavily cut and there are versions. There's only 20. Well, the extended version that they talk about is only 20 minutes longer. Now, maybe 20 minutes makes a big difference, but I don't know. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe I mean, I, I I'm <laughs> this is pure speculation because it's hard to actually get your hands on this stuff. But, um, you know, there's obviously we you mentioned some of the the issues in production um, that were going on. And, and obviously you have filmmakers who were s- supremely unqualified for what they were attempting to do. You kind of wonder what that extra 20 minutes would have maybe added to kind of add to be a little more connective tissue between some of these scenes, because you're right. It does feel like somebody wrote down a bunch of scenes on note cards and just mixed them all up and then shot them. You know, whatever they pulled out, they just shot them because there really isn't a lot that connects these um, in a meaningful way or in a way that you actually care about. I mean, there's so many things that are maybe bad choices, but you just don't even care enough that they're bad. Like, you know, it might've been kind of cool that they use modified super scopes for the de-evolution guns. Um, I don't know if it's, I like, I don't think it particularly works. Like it's kind of a, I guess an Easter egg, but I thought it was sort of stupid at the time as a kid. (laughs) And I still think it's stupid today as, as an overgrown kid. And, and I guess that by that point of the movie, I I just don't care enough that it's like the whole thing is so meaningless and has no value to me that I just don't have enough care to form an opinion around it. Yeah, no, that's, that is the biggest thing is I I don't care enough to form an overall opinion about this movie, so to speak. Um, Or, you know, to think about it too deeply. And again, I've, it is very difficult 
to really in this day and age to bury something. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things where it is it, it almost, it, it's hard to find. It's, it's like the line from back to the future. Like, Oh, I'm sure you can get plutonium at, at like, it, like this is like plutonium and back to the future where you, you had to steal it from, you know, a foreign country for God's <laughs> sakes. Like you had to go on an undercover mission to be able to get, you know, to, to get this movie. When we first started talking about doing this and we, you know, we tried to figure out, okay, where is it streaming that we can see it? Not only was it not on any of the major services, which didn't really surprise me at first, but even things like voodoo or crackle or Tubi, like all those free ones that just run any old thing that they can get their hands on. Right. That are like ad supported. I was like, wow, it's not even on those. And then it wasn't even available to purchase or rent on like Amazon or Google play or iTunes or any of those places. It is not available digitally. Like they don't want to take your money. No, they really don't want you to watch this movie. They want this thing swept under the rug and just hands over the eyes, fingers in the ears, singing and humming and pretending like this thing just doesn't exist. Maybe if we ignore it, everyone will think it went away. Yeah, uh, it's it, it is. It was wild to see how unavailable this was, but for for good reason. Um, Can we talk about the again, ending I, for I, a second? Oh, please go go right so ahead. We get this bit where Daisy shows up at the end, looking like Lara Croft before Lara Croft was even a thing. I, I no, come on! <laughs> and she she shows up needing the Mario Brothers help, and I'm just like I I'm cringing, you know, that their last name is Mario. Like of all the stupid decisions that they made in this, and and I've talked about how many that they're all bad, but. The, the whole idea that it's they're the Mario brothers because their last name is Mario. Now, if you've mm-hmm. never seen this movie and you're hearing this, you're like, wait, what? The, their names are Mario Mario and Luigi Mario because they're the Mario brothers. So that must be their last name. That's legitimately something they try to do in this movie. So she shows up and and tries to get the Mario brothers to come back to the mushroom kingdom or I don't even they don't even call it that whatever they call it I don't care what it's called it doesn't matter what it's called and she says that she needs their help you're probably on mushrooms you have to but be. And <laughs> the whole like the, they're off to have an adventure again and that's kind of where they end the movie and it the ending suggests they wanted to do a second film i don't think they should have even done the first one <laughs> And why do they change into those clothes other than like just to, oh yeah to, when they're in the pipes and they're wearing like the the red and green and with the blue yeah <sighs> why all of a sudden do they have those clothes like it, it's the Easter egg just for an Easter egg like again nothing makes con- like con- contextual sense yeah because they had to get it, them it, out of like the the bright yellow uh, suit jackets they were in prior to that yeah. from the club but it's it's funny because. I don't know if you watched all the way through, but did you know there was an end credit scene? No, they pull a Masters of the Universe. There is an end credit scene, and it's the it's the Koopa Cousins being pitched a video game idea by two Japanese businessmen. And in keeping with the rest of the theme of the movie, it's annoying, terrible, and pointless. Yeah, you know what? I did I did not watch it. Um 
when I watched this, but now that you mentioned what the scene was, I did know that I, I had saw that on YouTube years ago and did remember that. Yes. Now that you mentioned the, what the scene is, I do remember that there was one. Um, so they clearly like, they, yeah. set, they did a couple of things here, clearly thinking like they're starting a new franchise and they're going to get multiple sequels. Yeah. Or, you know, you know what, this will make, you know, this will make enough money that we can at least, you know, maybe it won't light anything on fire. It'll make enough money. We can garner some interest. Maybe we can go bigger and better. And yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, I don't know. You, you really thought this was, you really thought you had something here. (laughs) Like you, you thought you did something with this, right? Like, yeah, like really? this out of these movies that they talk about, you know, in, in these bad movies for me, again, this is this is my opinion. You know, this is uh, for this time frame, like this is one of those. Really terrible ones like you have Double Dragon, Mario Brothers, you know, and Street Fighter, but at least like Double Dragon and Street Fighter it's funny. Like it's, it's funny how stupid and like how some of them are, you know, the villains are over the top, like, and they make you laugh. Like, no, that's, that's not this, like this really is to me, like right up there with one of the worst video game adaptations. And, and again, like I said, they're, bad there's there's really bad video game adaptations um i think there's movies that are in terms of what they tried to do are worse than this but they're funny so overall they come out better but in terms of just a movie this is horrendous a failure a failure on almost all fronts there's Again, we we praise the performances of, of Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo and, and, you know, hats off to them for trying to make it work. But in terms of all of the other things that try to go together, the, the things you describe a movie, it, you know, the just the different ways you can you have to build something. It's it's a complete and utter failure with almost no redeeming qualities like there's there's not really a reason to pull this off your shelf and watch this on purpose. Like I, I struggle to think of what that would be other, like other than mm-hmm. the obligatory, like, Hey kids, you want to learn how not to make a movie? Let's watch this. Right. Like outside of that, there's not like, there's not even moments you would just put on YouTube to watch because it was fun or quaint or something like that. It's, it's really just kind of sad. Like this is, this mm-hmm. was the first ever live action video game adaption of a beloved property. And this this is what we got. Like this almost could have been the ET of video game adaptions. And I don't mean ET, the movie, I mean, ET, the video game adaption of the movie that sunk the Atari. Like how long would it have taken for us to get good stuff? (laughs) You know, because of this, like nobody wanted Nintendo was pretty much like, Nope, you're not using Mario ever again. After this, we never, we did not get a live action adaptation until 2019 that's how long it took and there's nintendo properties that i cannot imagine like with everything that was made in between this did so much damage 
that Nintendo was, like you said, no, you're not touching any of our stuff. And think about the appetite for fantasy that's that you could you could maybe in terms of mainstream appetite for fantasy, you could maybe start with the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Peter Jackson that really kickstarted it. But it's only grown. Um, Certainly things like Game of Thrones has helped. How is it that nobody's looking at Zelda right now, at least not like talking about it? Like, why is that not already developed into something? Because that that could really be that could be a show that could be a film that could be a lot of different things. And you wonder how much of it is just hesitance on Nintendo's part to have another one of their prized properties possibly ruined. Um, Metroid. Again, you think about how popular something like Star Wars is. You you think about all the things you can do with a character like Samus. You know, particularly when we have audiences starving for female-led action heroes in sci-fi, especially. Mm -hmm. Why is that not a thing? You know, you could the list goes on and on and on. And and you know, Pokemon is enormous. Remember when Pokemon Go, like five or six years ago, maybe it's even longer than that now was like absolutely everywhere. Yeah, it was hordes. It took it, over that whole it, summer. Pe- people gathered and it looked like the freaking zombies from World War Z. Yeah, they were j- like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you think about how big of a property like Pokemon is. And yeah, and we got Detective Pikachu, which was a lot of fun. It was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Like that's not been followed up on yet. Nope. Very. Curious. And it did really well. Yeah, and it's good. It's beloved by people like uh, who's everyone who's ever seen it. Yeah. So uh, I again, I far be it for me to just rain on on somebody's parade and their hard work. Um, I, I don't have anything else to say that would not just be a repeat. So, Rob, unless you have a uh, final point that we did not get to about this movie. um I'm ready to grab some popcorn. You got anything? Uh, yeah, no, let's reach for some popcorn, but we're not going to have to reach real far. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so this is honestly the first time I will ever. This is the first. Well, I shouldn't say ever, but this is ever do this. But this is the first time I have ever done this. Um, this is a zero bucket movie for me. I I do not have anything good well i did i i said they have good chemistry but that is not enough to to give it any sort of of rating this is something that truly i just see no reason to ever 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 turn it on again ever it, it could be it, it could be plastered across every television they could be giving it away. There's no reason for me to turn this on. I, I would, you know, if a friend was like, hey, we're going to hang out or, or order pizza and wings, but we're watching the Mario movie. Come hang out with us. I'd be like, no, I'm washing my hair. No. that night. Yeah. Like I have a date with a toaster in the bathtub. Like I just <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it, guys. I'm sorry. Like, best of luck. But yeah, this is a zero bucket for me. I didn't want to go zero. I really, I didn't. I, because to get to zero, it's almost got to be objectionably bad for me. Like, 
you know, I think of something like the Hills have eyes. I will never watch that movie again. Like I'm actually offended by some of the things that are in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it holds no entertainment value and it actually makes my stomach turn to watch it. And this isn't that, but there's, there's, there's ranges of zero buckets. There's, there's different reasons why something can get no score at all. And by failing on every single aspect of a movie, this is zero. This is zero as well. I didn't, I didn't want to do it Uh, during my rewatch. I kept trying to find a reason not to, to even go like a quarter of a bucket or even just like that little bit of the popcorn that like spills out over the bucket when they (laughs) hand it to at the theater. Cause you know, there's like, it fills all the way to the top and it like lands and like, this isn't even the popcorn that falls off the counter onto the floor. Like it's not even floor popcorn. It's just (laughs) no redeeming qualities, no reason to ever interact with this movie in the future. Um, and I feel bad again saying it because I know that there were lots of hours of time and people's livelihoods and things like that that were tied up to it. But, you know, you you remove all of the human element from it and just look at the art for the sake of the art. And I really struggle to even call this art. And it's no buckets. Yeah. So first first ever at Matt goes to the movies. Um, so very interesting. And, you know, for some of these other movies, I could could we get another zero bucket with some of the things that we've well, talked about? Some of the about? stuff on we, that list is is definitely uh, a, a zero bucket potential. It, it could teeter, so it'd be interesting to see if anything achieves this status. Um, I mean, geez, over a hundred and fifty episodes, and we've never given anything a zero ever. So, yeah. but I still had fun. Uh, I'm glad I watched it one more time. Um, and now your life is, yeah, overall it was still, it was worth it to get through it one more time and to just go, like I said, oh, this is, I thought I remembered, but good Lord, I did not. So Rob, anything coming up on your end, any kind of rob's reviews that you're working on yeah um some different things we're talking about uh it's been it's been busy um my my oldest daughter my youngest co-host um is hard to get in the studio we have some stuff that we really have been talking about we would really want to do but she's a busy kid and she is incredibly difficult to get in the studio uh just to get the time (laughs) with so um we're we are still hoping to uh we've got something planned We're, we're hoping to do it um you know, she, she's a very active kid and, and the springtime for, uh, for, you know, preteens and teenagers is, is like the busiest time of their entire year. Cause that's when everything kind of culminates that they've been st- working on all school year. So, uh, still working on something there. Uh, and, uh, so, so stay tuned to that. Uh, but stay tuned to Matt goes to the movies in general. If this is your first time here because you were like, oh, my God, somebody's actually watching this. I got to hear what they're saying about it. Um, well, thank you. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, that would definitely be something I would recommend. And then while you're at it, go back and check out some of the other reviews. Uh, we reviewed the actually good Super Mario Brothers movie recently. So go check that out. Um And in terms of video game adaptions, we covered the entire run of The Last of Us and the entire run of Halo. Um, The Last of Us, you should just watch because it was great. Halo, we watched, so you don't really have to. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, it's not as bad as what we just 
watch for for this review. So uh, make sure you check those out and then uh, check the show out on all of your favorite social media platforms. You can also email the show mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Are there redeeming qualities about this movie that we overlooked or that just really resonate with you? Maybe you were a, a big Mario fan, a big Nintendo fan in the early 90s, and this really meant something to you to see your favorite character on screen. And if that's you, great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. But if there's other things that we missed or if there are other video game adaptions uh, that you would like us to cover, because we've got a couple of things that we're talking about doing for the rest of this month into next month. Uh, if you've got any requests for those, you can email the show or just leave them on all of the socials. Yeah. Thank you listeners for joining us. Uh, it has been fun talking about this movie and we will see you very soon at Matt goes to the movies.